But hey, what's going on? It's Truckology. <laughs> this is episode 28 of Truckology Talks featuring your boy, Dre. What's up? What's up? <laughs> so we were talking about uh, this craziness that's been happening Wednesday. You know? So I know a little bit. He, he knows some, mm-hmm. you know, maybe not. I'm not even saying that I have a high degree of knowledge of, of understanding it. what happened. Yeah, yeah but, but I know maybe a little more than maybe yeah, you do right now. Exactly. I mean, so we're talking about that. And we'll start off with what you think about it. Yeah. So obviously what we're talking about is uh, the whole situation with um, people storming the Capitol building. And um, I think that it's uh, I think it's just like interesting for me to see, you know, like like in my time, it's interesting to see uh, a group of people demonstrate their uh, distaste for the government like that. Primarily because I feel like we always see it in the sense of like, oh, Democrats are unhappy and Democrats yeah. want to like force things into the way they want it. Yeah. And then now it's like, no, nah, it's the Republicans. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I think that's like an interesting like um, contrast. No, it, it definitely is. Now, what I want to say is uh, those people, just like the people that burned down the church across from D.C. And and that was that was during one of the Democratic uh, demonstrations or the people that took over the seven square blocks in uh was it Seattle, Washington? Mm. Those are extremists and mm-hmm. fanatics that don't represent whatever cause it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's easy for everybody to get lost in that. Of course it is. You know what I mean? And uh good example is when we were talking to Nick yesterday. I'm not gonna get into like the whole nitty gritty on, mm-hmm. on yeah, air, yeah, yeah. but he said one thing and I was just trying to point out was like the hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Maybe he went over his head, I don't know. It seemed <laughs> like it did go over his head a little bit, but it that happens a lot. It's a lot of people would be like, well, my side does this, so it's okay. And your side does that. You know what I mean? It's like, no, you're, you're all idiots. That's that's why I'm not, that's why I say I'm an independent. Yeah. Because then you don't fall into like these little lines. You yeah, don't yeah. fall in line with everybody. Yeah. And then, and then people like assume, and, and the worst part about being like categorized is that you can't think or have an opinion outside of the general, the general uh, consensus of your group. Yeah. Because then now uh, people consider you to be like, oh, well, well you, you sound more like a Republican than a Democrat. Like, no, what? Just because I have this, I agree more with this person, not necessarily mm-hmm. this entire party's perspective, but this person's perspective to this one uh, topic. Yeah. In a, in a plethora of topics. No, it's exactly. just this one topic that I may agree with more on their behalf than on your behalf. So now my whole mindset is completely flipped. Yeah. Oh, I have to be like a whole nother political party. And that's the like, the worst that one of the worst things. I know like it sounds silly sometimes to some people when you say this, but you know, the whole like issue with the labels is that it forces people to have a very concrete idea of what their that um what that label is describing. And it is an assumption. You assume that you have a very good understanding, a yeah. well rounded understanding, and you oh. don't. No, exactly. Or even at that, it's like, oh, because I'm labeled as, say, a Democrat or a Republican. Now, any view that I have, all my views have to be that way. Yeah, exactly. You know what exactly, I mean? exactly. So it's like you can't, you don't have, to, you no longer have the freedom to think outside of the box. Yeah, per se. And that's why that's the exact reason why I never want to be. All right. So the way Rhode Island works when it comes to the being an independent, you have to register for whichever party you want to do during the. During the primary, mm-hmm. and then you can unregister for the general. So, so right now I'm independent. So if I want to go, because you can't do both Democratic 
in Republic or in Rhode Island for the primaries. Okay. Right? You can only do one or the other. Yeah. But the general, it doesn't matter because you're voting ge- for, like, whoever's general, on the ticket. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? so, uh, so whatever party, you do whatever. And then you unsubscribe. Not unsubscribe. <laughs> then you move on. You unfollow <laughs> you, you unaffiliate. And then uh, all that stuff, right? So it basically, the way I use that is, do I like who's on it or do I hate the other person so much? Like, all right, this like this year, for instance, we had uh, Gina Ramonte, who's finally leaving the goddamn state, and I'm so happy. I'm so is excited. She? Yeah, she's she's taking a job on Biden's cabinet. Oh. And I'm like, good, good riddance. Go <laughs> over there. Bye-bye. Right? I like her. But, all right, so I could have done like this. I could have gone with the Republican mm-hmm. and uh, uh, affiliated for that. Or I could have, if I didn't like her and I wanted to get her primaried, I could have gone for the Democratic uh, primary and then voted against her okay. with for one of the other Democrats that are trying to get, be the representative. Yeah, instead of her. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. So that's what I kind of like. With it. I know other states you can do both. Okay. But in Rhode Island, you, you can you only yeah, you can one do or the one. other. Yeah. Understood. I mean, but um, anyways, back to the thing. So craziness, like I said earlier, and I'm going to stress this. People who do this on both sides are extremists. Mm-hmm. I mean, they take things to another level and they ruin whatever point they're yeah, trying, to, trying make. to make. Exactly. You know what I mean, <clears throat> you make no points by doing stuff like this. You know what I mean? Yeah. But at the same time, I think it's healthy that we could point out the, hypocr- the hypocrisy that's like widespread right now. Because mm-hmm. not not more than like what two years ago, you had uh, a bunch of Democrats storming the Senate House because of the Brett Kavanaugh hearings. You know Brett Kavanaugh? That's uh. He's one of the the people that Trump nominated to be the judge. Okay. Yeah, and then there were like uh this this lady, I forget her name, she uh tried saying that he raped her like thirty years ago, but she couldn't remember the place, she couldn't remember any details, all the people that were she said were there at this party, were like you weren't even at the party and stuff like that, right? Yeah. But this is like the height of like the Me Too movement. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So this was like the height of it, right? Mm-hmm. So she uh so like I said, you got a bunch of people that stormed the Senate during the hearings. And instead of the response that we see now with like when they stormed the, the house, you're, 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 you were getting like more along the lines of, Hey, they're mad, but we understand why they're mad as opposed yeah. to uh, they're terrorists. There's something wrong with them. Yeah, you know what I mean? exactly. Exactly. And then, yeah. And then we got the violent part that did happen and I'm not overlooking that. That did happen. This time and that's unacceptable too. But then, like I said earlier to you, where you have the whole thing where you had the, the was it the, the seven? I think it was like seven square miles, not square miles, we were way off. Seven, uh, seven blocks in Seattle, Washington, okay, yeah, yeah, that yeah. were seized. Yeah, cops couldn't come in because the people that were, it was literally called the Chaz, right? So it was called the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. Like they, w- they were literally declaring a different government in there. <laughs> I mean, oh, okay. They weren't letting cops in, and uh, what do you call it? People died there too. During that, like there was like a, a hail of bullets that killed. There was like a drive-by from some of the people, and then there was like a hail of bullets where they killed like an innocent kid and shit. But you got to remember, all the people that still lived in those blocks still lived there yeah. during like this like occupation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if it's kind of like a foreign occupation of that. But the reason I say this is to point out the hypocrisy that the news was like, well, sometimes you got to get angry and sometimes you got to get violent when they agree with it. Yeah. And then when they disagree. It's just like the the hail of flicks. It it's it's thunder. Inter- yeah, right? it's it's interesting because on one side, like you said, you know, on one side when they agree with it, they're like, Oh, well sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. And then like you said, like, oh well it's clearly only because you agree with it. But when things are bad 
or when other another group or uh, people of a different mindset, things aren't going their way. Just like right now, things just aren't going yeah. your way, and you don't like it. When things aren't going another another group's way, however they decide to handle it, may it be like peacefully or violently, it's always an issue. Yeah. Peacefully, peaceful protests. People people complain that you know people stop them on the highways and stuff. And like I get it, you know, like oh you call it's it a nuisance, but it's, it, it's annoying, yeah, for sure. But it's still a peaceful protest, and you know what, and but, it gets the point across better, and it does get the point yeah. across. And then it's like you, you, if you get angry and it's like okay, well, peaceful protest is not good. Well, let me just shoot back at the people that are shooting at us, yeah, or let let let's let's harm the people that we don't feel have our best interest at heart. Now, what we're savages and. We're not. We don't have our uh, the proper mindset, or we're, our intentions are properly placed. Yeah, and it's just like, it's like fun. It's it's kind of like it's childishly uh, fulfilling to watch people be so upset about something just because it's not going their way. Yeah, it's it's no. It's actually, it shouldn't be. Fu- it shouldn't yeah. be fulfilling, obviously. But it's like you have to have a better excuse because when things like that happen. When the news recovers, when the news uh, reports anything that they don't agree with, it's 10 different ways on how to shit on that thing. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, not only is it immorally right, it's, uh, you know, constitutionally unjust. It's, 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 you know, you know, who would even do that? What right p- kind of minded person does that? You must be a radical thinker. But now when it's you guys doing it and it's something that you agree with, you don't have the same energy. But then it's like you can't expect people to show you fair treatment especially as like a broadcasting network um like a like a news outlet you know what i mean like you can't expect people to find you credible if you're so blatantly showing your bias yeah no exactly and it was funny because my it was at my uh my wife's grandmother's and uh we were talking about it when we went there i went there uh saturday no where we guys hang out saturday so friday i went there friday night and we were talking about it and i was and uh i was telling her she was bringing it up and I was like, I was like, you need to stop watching as much news. I was like, because it's warping your view of things. She's like, well, I watch CNN and Fox. I was like, because I want to get balanced. I was like, they're both they're the same thing. They're both horrible fucking networks. You know what? that are gonna bring up, that are gonna make you feel a certain way. You know, and I was like, and here's the thing too: is you have personalities on there that make it different. So if you're just reading facts, that's yeah, why I like going online. Thing, yeah. It's one thing, but what happens? And they can still skew things and structure it so it makes it. They can still kind of make it the way they want it. Yeah, but yeah. You can. You can dig through that. It's much easier yeah. to misrepresent something in person yeah. than to do it, like to intentionally misrepresent something mm-hmm. in person or intentionally represent something. It's, oh, exactly. much more, it's much easier to do that in person than it may be like over a letter, like you said, like reading a document or something like yeah. that. But um, what was I going to say? Uh, it's, it, it, uh, hmm, I was going to say something and I forgot. That's all right. We maybe when we keep talking, you'll bring it. Yeah. You'll remind it. But yeah, like I said, you can't. That's why I don't like watching the news. I, I only watch local news. I don't watch uh, like nation national news. I watch yeah, yeah. local only because I can get the facts of what's going on. Because what local aren't as skewed. They don't go, hey, well, we're the the Republican network or we're the Democrat network, and mm-hmm. we're gonna give you our list of griefs of the other side. The local news is kind of like, all right, this is what happened in Rhode this Island is, today. This is what's going on in your neck of the yeah, woods. Yeah. yeah, we'll see you at six thirty. You yeah. know what I mean? The, uh, I, I remember what I was gonna say. A lot of times, what sucks, and it's like sucks explaining this to, to people sometimes, but 
general knowledge, like general understanding is, yeah, you get your news from multiple sources to get a better understanding of the, uh, the, the subject, right? Yeah. Did you get different uh, viewpoints, different uh, perspectives, different information, different sources, stuff like that. But then, like, one thing people constantly forget to mention is that it also depends on the consumer, because if you're an easily susceptible person, it doesn't matter how many sources you look through because you're not going to properly siphon through that information yeah. to have it best suit you, yeah. you know, to, so that you can try to <clears throat> go through a person's tones, their mannerisms to, to determine if they're, if they're hiding information, if they're doing stuff like that. No, you're just going to listen to whatever the news anchor tells you yeah. and you're going to take what they tell you for law. So does it matter that you're watching it from multiple different news outlets? No, because yeah. all you're going to do is say, oh, well, this person said this. Okay, well, what, what facts do you have to support them and support your, and to, like, to back up your support of their, uh, yeah. their statement? Oh, I don't really have anything. I just know what they said. Well, that's why I said to her, because we were talking, and then she's like, because uh, they're going to try to remove them. I'm like, that's all show. I was like, and that's just going to make things worse. I was like, you think, uh, this is what I said to her too. I was like, they did that because they thought, it was stolen from them. I'm like, whether you agree or disagree is regardless is what they were thinking at that moment. Mm -hmm. Those people that did that were, Oh, this was stolen. And then, uh, blah, blah, blah. And then they, they were like, they felt robbed. So they went to go do something. What, what makes you think after that? And then you impeach him after that happens that they're going to be like, Oh, well he's impeached now. Hey, you guys, it's cool. All right. He impeached. No, they're going to get even more fired up because yeah. they're like in their heads, they're going to be like, Oh, they stole it. And they're freaking kicking him to mm -hmm. the curb when he only has like less than two weeks left. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then here's the, here's the crazy thing. I don't know if you heard about this, right? One of the junior uh, Congress uh, women put in a House resolution to kick out all the Republicans that uh, that raised objection. That raised objection. That raised objection during the uh, when they were count when they were uh, putting the votes officially so, into so record. Basically, they're just gonna say that if people don't, whoever doesn't agree with them doesn't keep yeah. their job. No, so the people that. That were all right. So when they were, what what happened was on Capitol Hill, what they were doing was the the vice president was reading everything into record because that's his role. He's the one that puts it into record, and that's when it becomes official. Yeah, you know what I mean. So the, at that point, you you can raise objections because of X, Y, and Z, right? So I think they raised it on the grounds of something about one of the states, right? They did it, I think, to two or three states, right? But you can raise objections, right? So there was like I think it was one hundred and seven. Uh, House congressmen uh, that were Republicans and then seven senators that were Republicans. And then the, this new chick that came into the, the Congress put a House resolution saying, hey, let's force them to uh, be uh, expelled from Congress and Senate for raising objections. Whether, like I said, you can disagree with that, but here's the issue with that is they were doing, you got to remember something, they represent their district, right? So Ted Cruz, for instance, he represents Texas, right? Texas voted for uh, Trump. Texas also sued on behalf of the election because they felt that uh, what was going on in a different state was going to affect them because you're basically kind of changing the rules because only, only the legislative branch can change the rules. And then it was the, uh, the Secretary of State or someone that wasn't supposed to change the rules changed the rules, right? So Texas was suing on that behalf. Yeah. So you got to remember, Ted Cruz, whether you agree or disagree, was representing his his state, his state, yeah. going, hey, they, this is how they feel. I'm going to eject on behalf of my people. Oh, my state. Yeah, you know what I mean. But basically, when you say, oh, let's kick these people out for doing that, 
is you want we want you to kick kick you out because you disagree with us and you're doing what you do you're doing right by by your, the people putting you in position yeah. because you're an elected official exactly exactly see you're you're getting it it's just like you you disagree with us you you don't like that we're in charge well whatever now guess what here's the boot and I was like. You can't like, do they're do doing do their job. Yeah, you know what I mean? I was like, that's yeah. their job. Whether like, it's not like yeah. it's not like they're bringing their personal opinions. They may agree with their state, yeah. and there's nothing wrong with that, but at the end of the day, they're carrying out the mission of their their statesmen. Like the, yeah. the, the, the uh like the civilians that, you know, that vote for things. They're like, Hey, like we put you in position to bring our ideas and bring our our votes to the table. Yeah. And see the the scary part is then you got other other people backing it, like, oh, was that that chick AOC, Ocasio, uh, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, right? She's, like, the new uh, new Congress woman from, like, I think like two cycles ago, and she's backing it, and then there's a couple other people backing it, and it's like, you don't get it. This is how I, it's like this, right? Reverse the roles, right? If that was getting done to you. Yeah, exactly. Would you want that to but be no done? But no one does that. No. No one does that. No matter what end of the spectrum they're on, if it's politics or if it's, children in the sand yard like no one thinks about that any like at all yeah. not even anymore just like at all you got to remind people like how would you feel if you were in that situation yeah and then it's like it's not even as much of a moral thing as it is of a at this point a legal thing like no you can't legally do that because all they're doing is what we elected them to do what we yeah. told them that their job was we told them their job was hey when the people of your state tell you something, you have to tell us what they told you. Yeah. And then now you're telling us what they told you, and we're like, we don't like what they said. Yeah. Well, I'm just the messenger. It's basically like, oh, you're you're representing your people. You want, you're want doing what the people want? No, you just need to do what we want. Well, we No, exactly, yeah. 100%. It's like, it's that's, like, no, that's all it sounds people. like. I mean, and I'm not even saying that, that they're actually for the people either because I think, listen, I think they're all full of shit, right? I don't think that there's two different parties. I think it's the... The Republicans, I mean, the Republicans and the Democrats. You know, I mean? <laughs> you know no, no, they work with each other so they can work against each other. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's I, I don't think there's any difference besides a fucking elephant and a fucking donkey. You know yeah. what I mean? And a blue and red. That's that's the only difference. Uh, I, I was agree. saying that yesterday with Nick. I was like, they, I was like, Republic. I was like, Democrats just say we want to change this. Republicans are like, no, we don't want to change that. And then like and a ten year, years later or whatever, not even like, less. It's like a year later, the Republicans are like, all right, fine. <laughs> you know what I mean, you guys can have your way. You know what I mean? It's like. They don't represent anything just as much as I don't yeah. think the Democrats do. You know what yeah. I mean? But that's my opinion. <laughs> like, putting it out there, I think they both suck. So, um, pass the ball to you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's crazy though. Yeah, shit's so nuts. On another note, yeah. Lamelo Ball just became the youngest uh, NBA player to score a triple double. All right, so. What you did was you spoke Greek to me. <laughs> and I have no idea what that is. No, you want to break that down? I don't follow uh, uh, sports like that. Triple, double, 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 stuff like that. It's like uh, a triple, double will be like you got a stat. Triple, double is like you got three stats in the double digits. So you may, if you get 10 points, 10 assists, and 10 rebounds, that's a triple, double. Okay. If you get um, 10 points and 10 rebounds that's a double double yeah okay so whatever the stat is if if you have multiple all right so they get in the double digits but the more of those yeah those individual stats they get it's more of an accolade all right so uh yeah lamella ball 19 years old and 100 and was like 130 days or something like that he's the youngest person 
to do to have a uh, triple double. Oh, so he's just shitting on everybody, just shitting on people. But then it's right. like it's close too because other people. I think like the closest person to him is um. Yeah, yeah the closest person to him. Markel Fultz, who is 19 years old and 317 days. LaMelo Ball is 19 years old and 140 days. Yeah, so Markel is, like, the closest person behind him, and he's, like, almost uh, 200 days away. So these are the uh, the upcoming – these are, like, the future. For no, no, no. no. So th- th- yeah. I- I'm just saying that's their age when they set that record. Yeah, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is how old LaMelo Ball is now, 19 years old and 140 days. That's crazy, man. Good for him. Good for him. Put himself in the record books. Huh, yeah. I know right. you don't give a shit. I can, I can feel right. the... No, at 19, <laughs> the though. lack of fucks given. Even at that, though. At 19 to... Yeah, it's quite quite an yeah, athlete you know I mean? to be in, like, a professional sport do, doing something that, you know, a lot of men older than you and more more athletic than you, I guess, or whatever how you want to say it, um, aren't doing. Yeah. That's great. Oh, that's awesome. Just make them look bad, and then nah, not <laughs> you even, get bigger checks. You don't got to be like that. Just make yourself look good and yeah. get checks off of that. Fuck making people look bad. Just yeah. make yourself look better. You know, you make yourself look better, and then in turn they look bad anyways. <laughs> but yeah, that was cool. That was cool. I'm thinking I, I need to find a way to watch uh, basketball games live. I need to get like ESPN Plus or something. ESPN Plus. Is it worth it? Do you wait? Do you watch know. that much sports where that would be worth I it? I would watch basketball. Or is that that your go to sport is basketball? That's my go to sport. If I'll watch basketball if I'm bored, if I'm with like like my like American friends. My American friends. <laughs> like, so I'm with anybody in America. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally like anybody in America, you know, yeah. I'll like watch football because everyone loves football. I'm not too big on football, but. It's, enjoy it? Or? Yeah, no, I enjoy it because right. everyone else around me enjoys it so much. But, like, I love soccer because it's, like, I grew up with it. I played it when I was young. Uh, I'm Jamaican, and, like, everyone else in my family loves soccer. Yeah. It's, like, big I, sport. I hate soccer because I played it when I was young. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate, no, because I was middle field. Yeah. And you know middle field. They freaking do the most running. Yeah. And I hated that. You know, yeah. and this was, I was young. I mean, I, yeah. I, when I was, I was young, young, though. I was, like, yeah. maybe, like. Six years old. Oh, yeah. No, I was young, too. I was, like, seven, eight. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I still hated it because middle field sucked. I hate playing middle field, and I hated uh, Indian runs. Oh, right? I, I, I like Indian runs as an adult. Yeah. Or Native American runs. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> as an adult. I like them because it's a way to, like, first of all, it's very testosterone-driven working out right yeah. even women when you work out you're you're developing testosterone in your body and it's one of those things that helps you go through and like push through and um indian runs are one of those exercises where it's like you get to kind of like show off but in a very subtle way yeah not 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 show off but show out like you get to like that explosive you're at the back of the line you just shoot up to the front of the line. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I hated being at the front of the line because then you had to keep pace. Yeah. But um, it's whatever. It's all part of working out. It's I nice like when that. you're like uh, working your way back and you're kind of slowing down a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I can catch up on my breath. Mm-hmm. Then when you get to the back again, you're like, fuck, I got to do this. And you gotta <laughs> I got to do this sprint. all over. Yeah. 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 But no, I hate. That's the reason I hate soccer. And, and I'm yeah. big on like, uh, I'm big on working out with a partner. You I know? like working out with a partner, so oh, me too. so stuff like so exercises like that are real good for me. Yeah. When I did work out, 
you guys can't really see it that well because I kind of make it so you can't see anything. <laughs> but when I did work out, because I'm doughy now, was uh, <laughs> I used to like working out with other people because I do kind of like a little mini competition, mm-hmm. even if they're not. Mm-hmm. Even if they're, not, I, I'm not sitting there like, oh yeah, fuck you, I could do more. It's more like mentally, I'm like, oh, he's doing that. Like, yeah, I mean, keep up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, because yeah. I'll, otherwise, I'll just if I'm by myself, I'm. I'm, let's face it, I'll just be like, oh, I'm starting to feel a little sore. Okay, I'm starting to work out. You know what I mean? All right, I guess I'm done now. Thing, by myself, <laughs> yeah, I'm by yeah, myself yeah. I wouldn't work out on my legs at all. Yeah. I hate working my legs out because... I like working my legs oh, out. Oh, I hate that feeling because you can't walk the next day. I like it. Oh, I geez. like being sore because that means that you put your body through enough of enough like exercise or stress to for it to need to recuperate, Yeah, which is good. No, I, I get that. It's just I don't like not I being able to like walk. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I get it. I just don't like it. Because <laughs> uh, when I was taking my daughter to boxing, I would do things with her sometimes because she would kind of try to slack ass. Yeah. And so she said she was so young, I would uh, I would do the squats with her, and I would, like, outpace her. And I'm like, I'm older than you. You should be uh, blasting past me. What's wrong yeah. with you? I was like, you do better than that. Yeah. Right? I mean, I was like, I'm... Th- I'm 30. I was like, look at you. How could <laughs> you not? Yeah. I was like, look at you. You should be shitting on me right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then that would motivate her to uh, go a little bit harder. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then she just didn't want to box anymore because she's like, I'm that's how that kids shit. are. They're like, I, I like it. And then, nope, no more. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I want to get into that. That's something I'm really uh, hoping to do with, you know, my son eventually is get into some kind of like martial arts. Boxing would be cool. I just, I've never done boxing. I did like Taekwondo growing up, like yeah. a lot of people. So I was like, ah, oh, all right, cool. That'd be cool if me and him could do like Taekwondo, Jiu Jitsu. I've always wanted to do Capoeira. Capoeira is so cool. Isn't it? it? It's so cool looking, but yeah. I think it's like the most useful, useless thing you're ever going to do. Huh? No, <laughs> no, it, it's, it's not useless, depending on your application. Yeah. If you're learning it, I guess, sure, if you're learning it for fighting, then don't, because most people, when they think about fighting, they think of like, you know, UFC, oh, I need to learn jujitsu or, you yeah. know, something like that, then, yeah, sure, learn that. But, like, when it comes to, like, muscle, like, body management. Oh, no, definitely. Like, weight yeah. management, knowing your body, how to balance. How to distribute how, like, it. How to yeah. properly distribute your weight and handle it, hold yeah. it, stuff like that. I think that's more important than, you know, not more important, but is as is equally as important as knowing, like, pressure points, knowing you know, how much tension to put on a certain part of the body to make someone, like, you know, lose their grip or whatever the case may yeah. be, you know? So I, I, I've i always been interested in that that uh, form of martial arts. I think it looks awesome because yeah. there used to be a gym. I mean, well, a dojo for Capoeira. Really? Yeah. it's not. The, it used to be right where the uh, the Shaw's is. Used to be. Yeah, I don't know if it's still there anymore. It's that little plaza right next to the Shaw's. Mm-hmm. In the back, on the back side of it, there was one, but that was years ago when I was younger. Damn. You know what I mean? And it was cool because my, my buddy used to go to that, and it it's always so cool because the way they do it. I mean, I remember I went in there, and his uh, his sensei had broken his thumb mm-hmm. because he was uh, trying to do a double backflip on the cement, and he, he just didn't stick it right. And he's like, ah. I was like, oh, what happened? And he explained it. I was like, that's so cool. That's that you so cool. do a standing double backflip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know seriously, I mean? though. And like I said, it's that, it's that um, muscle management. Yeah. You know, knowing your body, knowing what you're like working with your muscles and your body in a way so you can know how far you can stretch it, how much tension you can put on it, how much like like how to like whip yourself around. Well that's the thing like, too momentum. It's, it's a lot that specific uh discipline is very core driven. Of course. Yeah, I mean because yeah, if you ever yeah. see somebody do because uh, I used to be in karate when I was younger. Like you ever see a five forty kick? When they're running and they do like that, that running, oh, and yeah, they, they yeah, twist yeah, sideways. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? 
doing stuff like that. And there's like a lot of stuff. Obviously, there's a lot of flipping and then a lot of like moving around and stuff in Capoeira. Mm-hmm. But that kind of stuff is really strenuous on here. And it really builds a solid core. And your core is your foundation when it comes to yeah, working yeah. out. You know what I mean? That's how you can do. If you have a good core, any other exercises are going to benefit from it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if you have good biceps, only like certain things are going to work. Mm-hmm. I mean, not only certain things, but only certain exercises are going to benefit from that. But a good core, most yeah, yeah, exercises yeah. benefit from that. Exactly. You know? That's why I say when you work out, you should always like try to activate your core at the same time. If you're doing like, even if you're doing like uh, push-ups, obviously sit-ups, you're activating your core. But you do push-ups, you're supposed to tighten your core. You do, uh, you know, you're working with dumbbells or bench pressing, you're supposed to tighten your core. Yeah, you know everything. You're running. You're supposed to tighten your core. It's supposed to like your core is like your front and your back, like your lower back. Yeah. Like so, you got to support everything, support all that movement and all that like, you know, constant like jumping around. Yeah. Man, I need to work out more. (laughs) I've been I've been like working out now. That's like my kind of sort of New Year's resolution is to like keep myself active every day, uh, more than I have been, and. I feel like that's a good place to start. No, that is. No, that's actually really good. One thing I'm trying to do is make realistic goals. I'm tired. I, 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 I'm guilty of constantly like setting a goal for myself that I know I can't achieve, but it'll be in a time frame that's like kind of unreasonable. Or it'll You're be like, like I want six packs uh, by next Tuesday. Like, yeah, some dumb shit like that. Like, oh, if yeah. I don't lose 10 pounds in the next like three days, and I'm going to be pissed. Or like, that's next a lot week. to lose. And yeah. Such a short time. Especially if you're trying to do it like in a healthy manner and all yeah. this stuff. So. Trying to, like, get my diet, like, you know, in order. Yeah. See, that's the thing I was telling my wife, too, because we watch all. Uh, you ever hear of that show, My 600-Pound Life? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we watch that sometimes. And, or well, sometimes she loves that show. But they, it's, they shed the weight so fast off of small things. Like, all right, so the, the doctor would be like, hey, you need to lose, in a month, 75 pounds, right? Yeah. And then a lot and of people. Be like, how can I lose 75 yeah. pounds? But then it's like, they're so inactive. That the smallest amount of activity exactly. burns off yep. so much yeah. calories. As opposed to like, all right, if I want to lose 75 pounds, that's probably like a three, four month goal. Yeah, maybe, exactly. Maybe a exactly. little bit further. Because like for you, yeah. you'll get up and go to the kitchen and grab a drink. You won't sit on the f- sit on the couch, call somebody to come over and grab something out of your fridge. Yeah. Which is like, I'm assuming how like my 600 pound life is. Well, there was this one dude from Rhode Island who was from Cranston and they were like the best episodes ever. <laughs> the, the way he acted and they, all right, they made Rhode Islanders look like the shittiest. Complete garbage. Yeah. And you're sitting there like, oh, but this so, f- it's, it's so, so fun accurate. to watch, <laughs> it's you so know? Because, all right, so Rhode Island's really heavily Portuguese and Italian. Yeah. Right. And more Italian than Portuguese, but those are the two main ethnicities over here, right? So, uh, you can see it in them and the way they talk. They have the heavy Rhode accents. They they seem more Italian than anything, mm. right? I think I think his name was that. I'm pretty sure they were Italian, but they just they they spit the worst image of Rhode Island out. Yep. That like if you were if you were thinking like negatively of Rhode Island, you'd be like, hmm. and then you that heard and saw them, you'd be like, oh yeah, I was right. Look yeah. at them. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, that's funny. But that, dude, that that show can be fun and funny sometimes. You know what I mean? No. Not funny as in like, haha, you're fat. Well, I mean, <laughs> not like that, but like no, no, the no. way people act. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just, seeing, just, like, just seeing like yeah. people from different parts of the country and like yeah. different people's like cultures and. Well, no, it's more the fact that when you see these people, is all right. A lot, a lot of the time when it comes to women, it's usually because they were like raped, right? Which seems weird, but then when you understand like what happens with uh, women who were raped, they have uh, a lot use drugs, a lot turn to. Uh, 
well, in this case, food or turn into bad behavior. You know what I mean? So it kind of makes sense with that. But outside of that little uh, dichotomy, there's more like a, a lot of them are like grown children mm-hmm. and they act like grown children. And when they don't get like what they want, whatever meal. They gorge. They, they, they start like flipping out like uh, a little kid. Oh, if they don't get the meal they want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gotcha, so yeah, that that's the part that's funny to me. It's like, look at you, you're... 40 or 50 something years old and you're acting yeah yeah. you're acting like a little kid yeah (laughs) you know that's what i that to me is funny that's just hilarious i like like grown people acting up it's fun and guilty it's it's, it's, guilty pleasure guilty pleasure watch grown people act like children it's funny i like uh me and megan we like to watch um like uh holiday baking shows and stuff like on food the food network and it's so funny watching like, first of all, it's not funny in the sense of, like, oh, what, is it? Is it a joke for someone to have, like, passion in their craft? No, it's not what I'm talking about. Well, I'm talking about watching I'm yeah. ta- You know what I mean? I'm talking about a 40-year-old, 50-year-old person crying about their cupcakes not coming out the way that they intended. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, like, you know what? I think it's so weird, and I think it comes from, I I personally maybe see it this way because we come from the catering background, mm-hmm. is that we can handle the stress more. Yeah. I, I feel like line cooks and there's a basic baker that does like the crazy stuff yeah, yeah they could do the crazy stuff but then well, because, under because, the crunch, because you know their mean? threshold of stress is lower than what our threshold is exactly like they they have a bad day it's a bad day we have a bad day it's a bad event which leads to no more clientele from that client yeah you know what i mean you have a bad day something like oh, i didn't like the muffins today i'll come back tomorrow and try the croissants yeah you know then it's like nah. yeah but that's <laughs> nah, why i don't do like that. watching because when I see them, they break under pressure. Yeah, so they break easily. so easily, it's so exactly. Crazy. And, I'm, and, and it's like you would think that they had like more, like uh, uh, like more toughness or like more tough skin, because it's like, or you would think they had tougher skin, because like you're you're the one who went on national television, yeah, to be like to show how good you were, but you can't handle round two, yeah, like that's exactly. crazy. And same thing too with uh, the ones that where they like the executive chefs are challenging and stuff, mm-hmm. and then they crack under stress. I'm like. Oh, man. A lot of executive chefs do that, though. Yeah. That, that's something that you'll see in kitchens because a lot yeah. of executive chefs forfeit their like uh, their cooking responsibility, so they don't cook a lot. A lot of a lot of executive chefs don't actually cook a lot. They may cook when they're developing new meals, like new dishes and new recipes, but they're not. But, but they're yeah. not executing it on a daily basis. They're sit, standing at the line, like standing at like the uh, the plating table, like waiting for. Uh, part like dishes to come to them so they could plate up. So then when they when they are in a setting where it's like, oh, I gotta actually like it's all on me. You could tell the execs who are about it who can actually handle themselves. Yeah, and the ones who you like really rely on their staff. Yeah, you see that. Show oh no, a lot time. of them heavily rely on their staff. Most I, of them. What, most of what them. was I was watching with her one you time. You think that once they're yeah. an executive chef, it's like a point of. A, like they could just start being comfortable and just be like, all right, well, I just don't cook anything now. And it's like, yeah, well, see, that's the thing too. When well, you hear executive chef, uh, chef as somebody who's not in the field, you're going to go, oh, we're the, the best chef in the place. You know what I mean? Yeah. As opposed to, oh, they're mostly the paper pusher of the place. They do the purchasing mm-hmm. and all that other stuff and do the recipes and the portions yeah, and yeah, yeah. all that stuff. Right. But, uh, we were watching, um, this was years ago. It was, uh, one of those, uh, housewives of whatever right she mm-hmm. some she watches and sometimes i'll listen to it in the background when i'm doing whatever on my phone right and then this one lady she's like she was trying to like throw around her weight like oh i have so much money i have this uh event catered 
by nothing but executive chefs, right? And in my head, I'm like, that's the worst event you're ever going to have. I was like, everybody there thinks they're going to be the chief. Thinks they know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. everyone there and wants to be in charge. And you're, yeah. and you're paying, like, ridiculous money for no reason. Yeah. You're paying all these people top dollar for them to just follow orders. You could pay anyone else to do that. And that's, pay them well, cheaper. But that's the thing. Everybody's going to be competing with each other to try to be in charge. And yeah. it's not going to go as smooth as do it could have otherwise been. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, because like I said, we, we've been in the business for years. You know what I mean? So I'm, the second I heard that, I was like, man, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I was like, but if you want to throw your weight around money-wise. But that's the thing. You know that's the mean? thing. A lot of people, a lot of the times, most of the times, people with money don't know what money can buy. They don't know what the true value of something is. Yeah. They just know that they can afford it. Yeah. That's like when you, like us, like when we're, like we're, well, we went out to dinner yesterday it wouldn't go anywhere expensive to the point where it's like we didn't care what the bill was. We didn't care yeah. what anything cost because it's like how much could it possibly be, you know? Yeah. When you have a certain amount of money, depending on the things that you're spending your money on, a lot of people have that same mentality. Oh, I'm just going to buy, like, I have I have 50 grand. I have, you know, 100 grand. Why do I care how who I hire? I just want the best meal. But you don't know that the meal that you, you're eating right now is, like, the event that you're having is a $20,000 event. But because yeah. you don't know that, you're getting charged 400% more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I've seen it. I've seen $10,000. I've worked $10,000 events that people are getting charged $35,000 for. Yeah. And it's like, you don't have to do that. Half of that food came out the freezer. <laughs> I know? know. No, exactly. So half of these people were already at work. You know what I mean? Like, we took yeah. some of these people from the kitchen. So technically, they're not in your bill. Yeah. But you're, like, paying for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so there's always, like, loopholes and shit. But, yeah. Yeah, no. I, it, it's nuts. It's funny when people try to throw the weight around like that, yeah. though. Because, like you said, it's just you're getting less just, value because you just want the appearance that you're exactly. better. Exactly. You're not taking the time. Like we were talking about before, some people just don't take the time to understand what they're spending their money on. And they will just gladly waste money on things that they think look nice or they, things that they think are valuable. Yeah. And I guess, I guess in that sense, things are only as valuable as the price someone is willing to pay for them. Yeah. So sure. well. if someone is, is ignorant to the point where they just don't have a sufficient amount of knowledge on something and you are able to get them to buy, buy something for more than you would consider it valued at, do they win or lose? I don't know. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, well, that brings to a good point. You got to educate yourself. Exactly, and that's your whatever. Yeah, yeah, that falls on nobody else but you. Exactly, and you can't complain that you were somebody's sucker if you let if you didn't them, take the yeah. time. Yeah, to, if you, yeah, to, exactly. If you let them make you the sucker, that's on you. Yeah, you you could have been like, all right, because this is what I do every time I go to buy something. I researched the shit out of it. Well, like when I built that computer, exactly every component I researched. I'm exactly. like, all right, am I going to get good um, money, like a good value for what I'm the, spending? Yeah. You know what I mean, if exactly. I buy the next one. I'm really just only get a small amount of performance, but like a, a huge bump in how much I got to pay. Mm-hmm. I was like, is that worth it to me? No. You know what I mean? So that, I always look at everything from that, you know, from that perspective, every time I buy something, you know what I mean? Or with the uh, acceptance of this TV, cause I got it at that place I was telling you mm-hmm. about everything I get, even if I were to buy another TV, if it was like for the living room, I would look, Okay, let me look at this TV compared to this one, compared to this one. Yeah. Let me see what's going for in this this price range based off of the performance that it offers. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's what a responsible... Like, you do that when you're spending money, when you're spending an asset or or you're, like, 
whenever you're giving up something, you have to make sure it's worth what you're giving it up for. Like you, if, if we're trading in dollars, gold, time spent, you know what I mean? I'm not going to waste my time doing something that isn't valuable to me. Yeah. You know, but a lot of people don't look at it like that. No, a lot of people just want to, well, you know what it is too, is it's kind of just like the convenience. Well, th- th- and, and that's, that's our fault. Yeah. You know, that's us for, for, for not needing, but like wanting it so much that we damn near need convenience. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. That's why we get screwed when we go to the stores. Because <laughs> it's just convenient. That's it. Yeah. It's called a convenience store. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Shit. So any other subjects you got going on? Scoot all up in that little head of yours? Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm uh, excited for this upcoming week. Got some time to chill. Yeah. I'm going to do some paintings. Gonna That's awesome. Do some stuff. Now, is there anything that, uh, is there, is there like a niche to the painting that you do? Like, do you have like a certain kind of, all right, so. Like a certain art style? Yeah, like an art style, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I got like a certain art style, but I'm I'm still at the point where I'm trying to, I'm trying to like really, uh, uh, like I got a certain type of way that I like to paint when it comes to like painting on large canvas, but I I need to like find an art style that's more tailored towards like sketching and like a smaller, uh, smaller style of painting. Uh, I was watching the video today, actually, before I came here, it was an artist painting, uh, 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 sketching one character, one anime character and nine different anime styles. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That shit was dope. And it's yeah. really, it's really interesting, but that's, like, but that's like something that I'm, I'm talking about. Like you look at certain animes and you're, you're like, okay, I, I, I know that artist, you know what I mean? Like, you know, the artist from Dragon Ball, uh, Dragon Ball, yeah. you know what I mean? He has a very distinct style, a very distinct yeah. style, you know? So, and then there's like the artist from there, the artist from, um, uh, Bleach, like from the first, uh, few seasons, artist from, uh, like one piece. Very different art. Oh styles. yeah, this is completely different. It's exactly. Night and day. Exactly. That, yeah. Exactly. Oh, do you? Is there certain things you like to to paint? Or um, yeah, I, I I have like a I have list. Like we were talking about, like how different we are. Like you don't like lists. I love lists. <laughs> I have yeah. list of like topics to paint. So I like to do. Uh, sometimes I'll do portraits. Not often because I'm not good at realism. Uh, but I'll do portraits of like people. Right now, I want to I want to do a series of people of worth to me, like uh, either like ideological icons, uh, people in my family. You know, I want to do like a couple nice portraits of my mom, my dad. Yeah. Uh, people like uh, like musicians who I agree with their like mindset as a human being and as an artist. Yeah. Uh, stuff like that, and then I have like, oh, I would love to see these colors together. So I, maybe I should draw something where these colors are, are blending into each other. Or these colors are clashing or whatever the case may be. Or like, I'll just try to think about something to make something. Like I said, like if it's something like color, like, okay, I really like this blue and like this, like this blue cup, like, Oh, it's a blue cup. Let me paint a blue cup with a really nice background. So it can contrast the color, like maybe like a super bright, like yeah. orangish, like pinkish or like yellow, or whatever. And I like shit like that. But that's cool. I wish I can 
I, I don't do uh, like um I don't do like portraits that often. Like I said, if I do, it's not real uh, realistic like realism. It's more of like a animated style portrait. I don't do like uh like landscapes and backdrops of like scenery and stuff like that. That's yeah. like very detailed and very uh like critical. Uh, not say that I can't, but it's just not like fun to me to like yeah. be that meticulous. Well, that's you know this is a crazy part, right? And I'm bringing this to tattoos because mm-hmm. what you're saying is how I look for a tattoo artist. If I have something specific I want done, I look mm-hmm. for things that in like their portfolio that's similar to it mm-hmm. because you're getting your enjoyment out of things you like to do. Like you were saying, you like to, the color. Sometimes exactly. you'll just do color. To, you just want to see two colors together. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And uh, if I bring that over to tattoos, it's like, all right, well, if I want, uh, I mean, this is a basic one right here. Mm-hmm. My wife's name. With uh, a crown that a lot of people, it's like, it's a, what is it, a traditional style tattoo. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if you were to look at, like, books from yeah. back in the day. Yeah, like traditional American yeah. style. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? But uh, the point I'm, I'm, I'm bringing up is there's so many different styles. And if you have, like, a, you like all right, so, for instance, if I go to go get a tattoo, this one, this one's kind of like a, a neo-traditional, mm-hmm. modern, but it still has this traditional look to it, mm-hmm. right? And, uh... You want to find somebody that likes that kind of stuff and draws that kind of stuff because uh, you're going to get a better product. You can probably get that from a, a wide range of people. Some people will just straight up, I don't do that style. But when you find people like that, yeah. and this is why I'm bringing this up, is when you have like this passion, mm-hmm. you find people that have that passion for whatever it is you're trying to get done, you get a way better product out of that. Of course. You know what I mean? And people course. don't even think about that. Like, I don't know, like if you're going to go get a tattoo, you're going to be like, oh, I'm just going to go to a tattoo artist and you can draw whatever I want. That a lot of people I mean, look at it like that. A lot of people don't look at it like, all right, well, what is this artist primarily like specialized in? Yeah, does he like doing colors or is yeah. he only black and white? Exactly. Do I want colors or hey, he likes uh, doing, he's really good at portraits, but I want uh, a pirate ship. Yeah. Is he and good then, at that? And, no, and other not. things too. Uh, like me, I was, funny, I was talking to my dad about this today. Like a lot of things that people don't think about when they're getting a tattoo is like people don't think about, I feel. Uh, the ability of their, like, I would like to see the artists, like, I like to see their freestyle. Like, if I'm going to get a large uh, piece from you, I want to see what your freestyle booklet looks like. Yeah. Like, yeah, okay, any good artist, any, like, professional tattoo artist, if you have a chair, like, if you have your own chair in a shop, I should be able to bring you an image, and you should be able to just replicate that image. Yeah. Because all you're doing is just, you know, you're taking a, you're taking something, you're stenciling it, a stencil can be literally a scan of the exact picture, yeah. you know, and you're just tracing it out. You put in the right color gradation and all that stuff. But a great artist can improvise very yeah. well, you know. Okay, well, I know that I'm gonna have to work with this a little differently because of the curvature on your arm and the place that you want it. If you're not gonna move it to a different spot, I'm gonna have to work with the line, the natural yeah. lines on your leg, things like that. Like you have to make sure you look for an artist who thinks about those things, let yeah. alone can actually execute them. And you know what's the crazy part, too? Like, when I go, the last thing I bring up would be price when I'm talking to a tattoo artist. Yeah. You know that? I don't know how, because how, you have, you have, I don't I have one tattoo. I have one tattoo, but when, like, I go, I don't bring up the price yeah. until, like, the, the end is like, hey, how much you think how th- much, this how would much go for? Valid, yeah. You know what I mean? Because you don't want to sell them short. Yeah. You don't want to be like, hey, I want, uh, this huge piece that goes from my elbow to my shoulder. And oh, all I got is 200 bucks. 300 bucks. Yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> like, all right, well, I'm going to, I'm going to do an outline. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to make it look like putty. That's you come back with yeah. another 300. I mean, yeah. But, yeah, no, exactly. And, uh, yeah, people, people don't think these things through, but like I said, I, I don't, 
jump straight to that. I go, hey, listen, this is what I'm looking at. Is this a piece that sounds fun to you? Yeah. Because I, I want it to be fun. Yeah. Because like this one, he enjoyed the shit. You know, this one. All right. So for all you guys, I can't see. Yeah, I got a plague doctor right there, and uh, right here that was all freestyled, nice. freehand. He didn't, he no just stencil yeah, or nothing. Yeah, just took a marker. Boop, boop, boop. But he did this part, and I was like, "Hey, listen!" Before he even did this, I was like, "I'm looking to get another thing too, you know." So uh, maybe we can, uh, whatever you're doing to do this, can uh, start have it. You can have in mind that this is the project I want done next. You know yeah, what I mean? exactly. And but those things you yeah, need, the conversations yeah, you need to have. I didn't. I didn't go into price. And then afterwards, he was like, well, usually I would have charged this much for that for each piece. But he's like, but since you're getting both through me, we're going to do it in a short span. He's like, oh, I'll knock off 100 on each. You know what I mean? Because nice. it's something that he wanted to do. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, oh, this would be fun to do. I don't mind spending my time doing this. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think it was only like between both. I think it totaled like seven hours. Nice. That's not you know bad I mean? at all. But uh, he, he, he enjoyed you it. A, uh, you did it in one session? No, no, no. no. Two, two different sessions because he did this part. And then you went back. So and then went back after like it was all healed up. Yeah, Because, yeah. you know, let me tell you, certain spots, you want to freaking punch the guy in the face. Yeah, I mean, especially yeah. on your forearms, the skin between your muscle and the layer of fat between your muscle and your skin is so thin. Yeah, well, it's not even that. It's like, where the nerves concentrate. I mean, whatever this like uh, thin skin is where it hurts a lot yeah. because it's like right over your veins, right over your muscle. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's that too, but certain spots just naturally have more veins, like right here. Yeah, like your wrist and stuff. Wrist, yeah. there's just like a, a congregation of nerves and veins. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to fucking kill the guy when he was doing that. I was sitting there, I was like, Ugh. like me, I'm the way I think of it, I'm like, just enjoy the suck, enjoy the suck. I was mm -hmm. like, this is part of it. Yeah. You know? But at the same time, I was like, he kept going over and over and over yeah. right there. And it's so sensitive, and I'm like, I just want to fucking knock this guy out, and it just feels so good, <laughs> you know? But then on the other side, he did my, right here on the bone, and I didn't feel it. Really? Yeah, it just felt like, I could feel the vibrations, mm -hmm. but it, it didn't hurt at all. Okay. It was just felt funky because of the vibrations. Yeah. Outside of that, it was like, oh, just whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's weird, but. Yeah, I need to get another tattoo. Not need to, but I, I definitely want to get another tattoo. I want more. Get my leg done. I want to get my my. My left leg finished. You ever going to do oh. anything, uh, you know, on the top of your body? Or is, oh. it, all, is it all just lower body tattoos? So I, I've actually always wanted, I um, I don't I don't have the, the, the want to, like, always see my tattoos. I just want to know that they're there and they look and they're, like, what I want them to be. Yeah. So I've always wanted my legs tattooed, like, uh, completely. I'd, ha I'd love to have, like, com my complete leg, like, uh, my calf and my thigh. Um, both of my legs and my back done. Yeah. And I would probably do my head if I were to like shave my head at any point again, but I would always have my hair again. I would never like have a bald head unless yeah. I lost my hair, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But like, I, I don't need to see my tattoos so much, but I don't know. I don't know if that's like weird, but no, cause I don't cool to me. I don't, I only look at my tattoos when I first get them or mm -hmm. if somebody brings it up. Like somebody's walking by. I was like, oh, nice tattoo. I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I, I <laughs> always like, you know, it's going to be funny. <laughs> but one, my, my only tattoo is on the back of my leg. So, like, I only see it when I'm, like, taking a shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> I'll be sitting yeah. like, oh, shit, there's a tattoo. <laughs> oh, that came out pretty good. <laughs> I remember that. So, like, I like that. I like that yeah. I only see them. Uh, like at certain times, like now, like I only want to see my tattoos when I'm taking a shit. But like, yeah. if I have shorts on, then I'll be able to see my tattoos. If, if there's an I mean? option to take a shit and see a tattoo, yeah, I'll I'd I'll rather take I'd, I'd take that option <laughs> instead. You know, no, I like uh, mem 
like I like having the memories that come back with it. Yeah, yeah, you know of I mean? like constantly like being yeah. Yeah, reminded of what. So you, it was what like you when I got this. We yeah, when I got the one with her, we were just kind of lo- we like we had some extra money. Like, hey, you want to get a tattoo? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's get a tattoo. And then we're like, okay, let's go get a, each other's names. And then we went and we got it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we went there and it was like, hey. He's like, yeah. He's like, I got time. He's like, let me finish up this guy. Come back in like uh, an hour and a half. I'm like, okay. We come back there. You tell him what he want. And he sketches it. And then boom, me, then her. And then it was like, all right, cool. Nice. And then that's just something, a little story me and her always have. Nice. I, I mean, like besides it. the kids and the family and the house. Yeah, and, besides you know, everything else besides, that goes with it. Besides the basic uh, marital stuff. <laughs> you know, this is one extra layer, you know what I mean? Hell yeah. But I like the stuff like that. It brings back the like memories. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Yes, reminisce. Yeah. Hell yeah. And then you can compare like uh, war stories when you talk to other people who had like extensive tattoo. Like, yeah. oh, how long did it take for that? It was like, oh, did you get that part hurt? That one, like, that yeah, was three sessions. Yeah. Three eight hour sessions. Yeah. I cried during the second one. <laughs> <laughs> there was, listen, I'm, I'm not saying that I'm like ultra macho, but my mindset is I'm too macho for my own good sometimes. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I didn't, I refused to tap out as much. I was waiting for him to be like, all right, I'm done for the done for the day you know what i mean we'll yeah, come yeah. back another time you know and, then, and then he was like no i can go all night yeah. if you're good and you're yeah. like oh shit i'm good i guess yeah no. <laughs> but like i'm sitting there he's getting i was like hurry up when's this gonna be because at a certain point because it's like this right for for bigger pieces i don't know i don't remember how big yours was not but, big at all don't yeah. worry I'll so for bigger like, pieces like the first 15 minutes hurt yeah, anybody yeah. who hasn't had a tattoo but then like hours will go by and it doesn't hurt yeah but then it feels like sunburn afterwards and yeah. then they got to go back over the sunburn feeling yeah, part yeah. and then it's like that's when it starts to really suck and that's yeah. usually like five, six hours in yeah. on a piece. And then you're like, oh, fuck, 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 fuck. You know what I mean? And that's when you're like, you want to tap out. And then like, if they still got the energy to, to keep going, you're like, all right, well, let me just bang this out as much as I can so I don't have to pay extra. Mm-hmm. <laughs> come an extra time. Exactly. You know I mean? And then see, that's what I would do. I would just be like, nah, I'm not coming back. <laughs> I'm not coming back to sit through this shit again. So yeah. you're going to do it. You're going to finish it now. And then we're going to, I'm going to wrap it up. And I'm never going to come back again. Yeah. Dude, I did my tattoo, and it, was, it didn't take any time at all. It took maybe, like, 35, I mean, no, no, probably, like, an hour to do my tattoo. Yeah. Just because of the style that I wanted. It's not like it was intricate. I just wanted it to look a certain type of way. Yeah. Um, It's so small. And I was like, yo, this shit hurts. And the whole time, I'm like, all right, he's almost done. He's almost done. And it was, like, 15 minutes in. I was like, okay. He can't be too far off yeah. now. And it was like 35 minutes in. And I was like, all right, how far are you now? And he's like, oh, I've got like five minutes left. And then there was 15 minutes left. Yeah. And it, it was fine. It was great. I love my tattoo. But it, <laughs> I was like, that shit hurt, bro. A lot of people, yeah. a lot of people be like, uh, oh, it's not like, you know, tattoos don't hurt. And it's all depending on your like individual pain threshold. It also depends on where yeah. it is. Because my wife, yeah, yeah, no, she got fine. one before. She has like a little tiny one right here. It was like one of those uh, Chinese symbols, mm. and she's like, "That hurt like so much." I was like, "I was like, well, it's because it was like a 15, 20 minute tattoo. Mm-hmm. Like that's why it hurt so much." I was like, "When you have like the long ones, mm-hmm. I was like, you have like a couple hours where it doesn't really hurt. It's mm-hmm. just your your body kind of just goes like numb." Yeah, yeah, no, your arms just go Especially like you said, when you're having it over like a large surface area, because then it's like your body's kind of like blocking out the pain from that whole area. Yeah, and you notice that less. It's just like one of those things. It's like if you, if you, if your arm is hurting you over here and then you prick your finger over here, it takes your attention away from the pain over here. Yeah. But it's like, Oh yeah. I, I, I do that too much. You know sometimes I mean? you be like, Oh, this hurt. And I'll like and slap the bottom of the leg. I'm like, but <laughs> no, that hurts now. Yeah, too. That hurts more. Right. Like, but, yeah. <laughs> but then, um, so like, uh, my tattoos are small. So they're just like in like these 
little tiny, uh, little tiny spots, and um, they hurt like fucking hell because it was just in like this little area he was tattooing. Yeah. And then he moved to another part of my leg, and it was just this little area. And then another part of my leg, and it was just this little area. So it was like all that pain was just focused on this one little area. Yeah. That shit hurt like hell, but it wasn't, like, unbearable. Yeah. Well, listen, I want, once upon a time, I wanted one of my ribs, right? But then my cat, she went on me, and she, like, always, like, kneading me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you ever had a cat kneading. They push down, but then they, like, kind of. extend their claws a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And they, like, tap my ribs. I'm like, I'm never getting I'll that. never get a tattoo. <laughs> All it took was your cat crawling <laughs> on you. I will never get a fucking tattoo uh-huh. on my ribs. Yeah, uh, my girl has a tattoo on her ribs. She's got a decent amount, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, I think, like, six or something like yeah. that. Yeah. But um, she got she had, she just got one today. Oh really? I didn't know that. What for her mom? Mm-hmm. That's nice. Yeah, but uh, yeah, she she has a uh, her ribs tattooed, and it's like a good amount, like not like a lot, but it's like you know she has like music notes on the side. Yeah. So um, it took her like a little bit uh sitting down for that, and she said that it wasn't too painful, but it was definitely like noticeable the amount of pain comparatively to her other tattoos. Yeah. Now I always heard the ribs are like the worst spot. Yep. The the ribs and. Was it the... Said, I hear the ribs. I hear the uh, the, the hands are really bad. hands and then the top of your feet. Or the top of your feet are really, really bad. Yeah. Or even like the palm of your hand. I got... Um, one of my tattoos is like really close to my ankle. And they're like... He was like, oh, like this is like the back of my ankle. So he was like, this is going to hurt. Like this will probably hurt the most out of all of them. And you know what's funny? It didn't. The one that hurt the most was the one at the top of my calf uh, behind my knee. Yeah. That one hurt the most because it's just like fat and skin there's yeah. no like muscle like really back there you know but like above your calf muscle so it's like kind of the armpit version of your exactly yeah. exactly exactly imagine getting a tattoo in your armpit yeah fuck that nonsense you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> i'm like no way I eventually no i want to get the rest way. of this done because i have i have the quarter sleeve right now for anybody from here down but i want to get it all the way up here but when i get up i'm gonna have them like just you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just leave that spot like there. Don't touch it because I'm not an idiot. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not with it. I know. I know it hurts. You know what I mean? Or you ever see those people that have like the chest piece and then they have the the nipples ta- uh, tattooed too? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, dude, fuck you. You're crazy. I would have just had the nipples popping out a different color. I would have been fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, fuck right? that. <laughs> people have like the suns around their nipples, and it's like, yo, that shit probably fucking hurt. Uh, yeah. Fuck that. Or uh, I, I want to get a. I want to get a pack piece. It, listen, here's the thing: tattoos are addictive and they're fucking expensive. All right, you know, like done. And I already, yeah, I know. I have a bunch of uh, expensive hobbies as it is. Yeah, exactly. so I need to not do that. <laughs> it's not jump into another one because uh, as soon as you get one, you're like, oh. Mm-hmm. So I'm having these ideas like, oh, I want this I want done here, this. I want that there, you know, and incorporate these two ideas real quick. Uh, well, yeah, not. But back to the original point, yeah. If you're going to go find somebody, do your due diligence. And this even brings us back to what we were talking about earlier with the, the chick with the executive chef and shit. Is do your due diligence, find somebody that has a portfolio that matches what you're looking for. Don't exactly. go in thinking that uh, each tattoo artist is one size fits all. Not at all. You know, you don't go there, hey, this guy, I want you to do uh, a photorealistic cheetah. And he's like, I don't even do those. I don't even do animals. Yeah. <laughs> he's like... <laughs> He's like, I like to draw weird shit. <laughs> I like to draw skulls. Yeah, you know what I mean? But, yep, I think that's good. Yeah. So, we're going to wrap up. <laughs> <laughs> I I was feeling it, too. Bro, so. I feel like I'm going to uh, 
to see this. I can't wait to grow this out, and then I'm going to braid it. I wanted to do that, but like I told you a while yesterday, it kept like flaring out. Yeah, mine's does too. That's and why it was I, annoying the living crap out of me. Mine's does too. That's why I put a little coconut oil in it. Yeah. And I tied it, and I brushed it out, put it in this rubber band, and then I just like twisted it. Yeah. And then it stays like. That was the other thing that was pissing me off too, because I wanted to, get, I wanted just this part to be like mm-hmm. down in here. I love like I love in like old kung fu movies where you see like the, the old like Shaolin master. Or, I mean not Shaolin master, but just like a, a martial arts master who have like his hair tied up in a ponytail and they right. have the long braided, uh, uh, beard and mustache. I you ever see uh, Kill Bill too? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The freaking I forget his name, Chow or whatever. His I haven't name. seen it in a long time. Yeah, but. but Freaking that guy, that freaking long ass beard, and he went every mm-hmm. time. <laughs> I don't know. But now I wanted it to get like probably that long, and I can, I'd be doing that thing where uh, it'd be like uh, elastic every yeah, so yeah, often, yeah, yeah. And, but exactly. it looks like it, it looks like little orbs. Yeah. I mean, I was trying to do that, but I was like, damn, this is fucking starting to fucking look funky and curling out. Yeah, I was but like, you, oh. gotta, you gotta just keep doing it. Yeah. You gotta use oils. Yeah. Use oils. Don't do that shit and be too macho. To uh to not take care of your hair because if you're gonna do shit like intentionally grow your hair out yeah. and like for anything other than for it to look scraggly like if you want your hair to look scraggly then don't listen to what I'm about to say but like <laughs> if you want to grow out like you said and you want to keep it a certain type of way and you want to maintain it you got to use like oils so yeah. that your hair grows healthy and strong because like I feel like especially facial hair facial hair is also like, when you eat, you get food in your hair, and you constantly are, like, brushing, like, skin cells off of your face. Yeah. So, like, your hair, your facial hair is, like, not only dirtier, because it has, like, more dirt in it, but it's, like, oilier. You know, it's, uh, and natural body oils are healthy for you, but you also want to incorporate, like, you know, natural, like, other healthy oils. Yeah. Because too much natural body oil would just grease up your face. Well, I, I treat it like, uh, like hair. Like I shampoo it every goddamn day. Yeah, me too. Me too. But you go, but that's what I'm saying. Shampooing dehydrates, so you have to make sure you condition it too. All right. That's why you gotta like, especially with your face. Your face dehydrates very easily. So shampoo dehydrates, conditioner rehydrates by yeah. adding like natural oils and shit. So yeah, I have like a coconut oil, coconut a coconut milk spray that I use for my hair, okay. and then I have a coconut oil that I use for my beard, and I just like comb it out and shit. All right. Yeah, because I used to have the balm. Uh, the beard balm. Yep, but it was a yep. long time ago. But then it got it gets annoying. Exactly. Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not big on the beard balm because I just I personally just haven't found one that smells good enough. Yeah. But uh, like the coconut oil I have smells like smells like like thick black women, and I love it. <laughs> you know, what what, ta- you know what I'm talking about. Too. What's the smell of a thick black woman? It smells like cocoa butter <laughs> and grapeseed oil. What you mean? It smells good. <laughs> Somebody's just walking by the. It smells. Damn, it, Dre smells like a thick black woman. It smells good, like good you know, shit. you know, uh, that pink moisturizer. It's just old. It's just back in like, like the late '90s, like uh. like well '90s period. But it's like this pink moisturizer that and like cocoa butter is what like my aunts and my mom used to smell <laughs> like. I'm like, mm. yeah. <laughs> Black 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 that's so funny. It's, it's accurate. That's, a, that's <laughs> an oddly specific smell, but okay. It's, yo, it's if you like those, it, one of those comforting smells to me, bro. It smell reminds me of my auntie Keisha. She's not big anymore, but you know what really comforts me? Time. Thick black women. <laughs> yo, I love it. <laughs> right, we're gonna end this because this is starting to get a little bit, a little bit too deep. <laughs> All right, you hear that, guys? You heard it here first. Thick black women make Christian uncomfortable. No, no, no. Yep, no, no. you heard it here first. It's getting too deep. You ain't never been that deep. <laughs> All right, uh, man. This was fun though, but uh, 
Yeah, this was great. You guys uh, subscribe and like, oh, share, yeah. comment, all that shit. All that other bullshit. So uh, we'll catch you guys later. Anything you want to say before we go? Uh, nah, fuck you guys. All right. Peace. Peace, bitches. <laughs>